I'm Graham. I'm Milo. And welcome to the first ever episode of the Graham Cracker Pod, where we talk about all your favorite things MLR. We will discuss Nane's favorite Haywood Bloom, uh, the Pirates' first round chances, and you'll get to hear from our special guest, Daniel Collins. All right, we've got an exciting lineup today, and uh, especially if you wait until the end, you'll get to hear from the extremely elusive uh, Blue Jays media manager in our media manager minute. So be sure to stay tuned. All right. So with that, the first, uh, well, I guess, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, we've got our first segment here. Uh, we call it lukewarm takes. So we'll bring up, you know, two or three lukewarm takes, and then we'll discuss them, argue about them, and we'll end up either agreeing, disagreeing, or agreeing to disagree. So our first take we have, uh, this is one that I'm going to say, uh, is the NL leading Pirates. Are they leading? I think they are. But anyway, <laughs> um, my take is that they'll win their first round uh, playoff game against the Phillies by at least three runs. Uh, Milo, what do you think about that? Um, so a few days ago, kind of when we were coming up with topics, I thought that's that's pretty reasonable. The Phillies are going to lose pretty terribly. But now the Pirates look like they might lose, and the Cardinals have a big chance of winning. So I think this might be more than the lukewarm take because they might not even play the Phillies in the first round. The Phillies might have okay. The, I, I'm just saying, like that was our big topic. But uh, even assuming that they do, I I don't think the Pirates are going to be. No, I don't think the Pirates have enough momentum right now to win their first game by three runs. I I honestly think the Pirates, whoever they face the first round, which could be either. I think it's either the Phillies or the uh, Giants. Either way, I think the Pirates are going to lose their first round game. And I don't think they'll get blown out. But unless they get – I don't even know who's pitching. Do you know who's starting that game? Is there, are they going to start Dylan Green or Darth Vader? Uh, it's got to be Vader, right? No question. I mean, he's yeah, just but... been dominant all year, and their offense has always been consistent. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone knows that I play for the Jays and kind of hate the Pirates. Let's be real. But yeah, you got to respect I, them. I was needed there when that started. But I think Dylan Green right now, look at Dylan Green. He's thrown 13 innings and he's given up two runs. Like that's yeah. if you get in trouble at all, if Vader has three hits in a row that he gives up, I could very quickly see uh, the Pirates turn into Dylan Green to take over. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, they do have the depth there, but it's just. Uh... You've got to go Vader. They've been with Vader all year, and it's gotten them to the playoffs. That's fair. I, I don't know. I just I don't know if Vader will have like one game every three or four games where he just won't be able to control his – we won't be able to control his pitches. And if Dylan Green has to step in, I don't know if a rookie will be able to take this team far in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking up stats, I guess, to go beyond pitching here. Uh team stats the pirates have the most hits in the league um they're up at 135 i guess stats are updated as of session 17 so we don't have perfectly updated but i guess in my opinion they've got all the hitting all the offense there and i guess i think both of them are perfectly fine like any of the starters they throw out there will win um with the offense that they have yeah i guess that's fair but i mean you're looking at this last game that they're playing against the Expos, and they haven't scored. I mean, it's two to nothing right now in the fifth or sixth inning. Like they, 
this team can randomly shut down, and I don't I don't know if they will in the playoffs. I guess I tend to agree that they won't shut down two games in a row, but I don't know that for sure. Um, I guess I guess if I'm making this conclusion, I'd have to agree with you that they'll at least win their first round game by three runs. I don't know if it'll be against the Phillies, but I think they'll win their first round game. I'd, I'd have to agree after kind of seeing your side. All right, so I guess we'll end that one and we'll agree. Yay, go us. Did it. Okay, so lukewarm take number two, uh, Haywood Jabloom. Uh, our second take is about Haywood Jabloom. In my opinion, he's the best hitter in MLR history and deserves to be the league MVP, let, the league MVP, let alone the NL MVP. So I want to – what do you think of that? That's what I want to hear. Hmm. So I guess first off, see, I'm one of those old school people who, you know, I guess – how do you pronounce this? Haywood, I, I assume it's Jablomi, but I, when I always say it in my mind, it's always Jabloom or Jablome or whatever. I'm I'm one of those that's like Danger Zone, and everyone gets mad at me. So, yeah, it's I mean to me it's Jabloom, but that's for separate reasons. I just don't want my voice saying that all over the place. But maybe I don't. I'd say it's Jabloom. Uh, Mostly because I want to, and I'm helping run this podcast, so that's what his name's going to be. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, so actually on to stats. Um, He does lead the league in hitter war, which is impressive. He, I don't know, he doesn't have, like, the highest batting average on-base percentage. I guess, no, he is third on-base percentage. Hey, we're tied. Look at that. Yeah, without question. Like, highest slugging percentage. Does he lead the league in home runs? No, he does two down on that the highest average difference or the lowest i guess the best average difference i don't know i can see that um league mvp i'd be a little iffy on i mean dcm is up there in every category as well uh he is dcm is four steals what the hell it would be tough to argue to me that he could be league mvp nl mvp sure well okay i want to bring up a couple things. The the first thing that I see, right, the big thing when we talk about league MVP is we immediately go to the stat leaderboards, right? So you see Jabloom on a couple of them, like Woba and slugging percentage, and you see him on base percentage is 500. That's really good. Um, I want to go through on base percentage, though, right? Above him, Dakota, Carolina, Montana, contact hitter, Barney Simmer, Barney Summers, Simmers, whatever. Barney Summers, contact hitter. Graham, you're a contact hitter. Whit Murdo from Baltimore. Witt is a contact hitter. Um, Haywood is the only one in that top five that's not a contact hitter. And he's not even a neutral. He's a power hitter. And he is third in the league while tied for third for on-base percentage. That is ridiculous. And not only is he getting that contact because he's a power hitter, that contact is insane when he actually does get contact. Like you see slugging percentage. He's, he's a whole hundred points above the entire league. The difference between him and Sanchez is a difference between – God, it's near the difference between Sanchez and 10th place. Like, he's near lapping everyone in slugging, and he – I don't think the Rockies are above seven wins this year without him. He's been player of the game a couple times. He said, I think he had a walk-off home run a few sessions ago. I don't know if that was – I'd have to check on that. I know he was player of the game for a session a few sessions ago. And he just continuously – he just continuously pumps out runs pumps out big hits because he's a power hitter that hits for contact. 
Yeah, um, but I don't think you can make that argument where you can be like, oh, he's even more impressive because he has a higher OVP based on what orientation he chose, whatever you want to call it. But I think like you see those stats later on and like the amount of like his slugging percentage is high, which I think is fair, you know, that is a direct result of that. I don't think you that didn't make much sense, but <laughs> Well, and I see what you're going for. Like, just because he's a power hitter, he doesn't get a pass for, oh, he's a power hitter that still hits for contact. But I think, like, even with that, the Rockies, look at the stat leaderboards as well. Run scored, RBIs. He's on run scored. He's on RBIs. RBIs, I know we don't want to say is an argument. But the Rockies, as a team, this, this may be incorrect, but I don't recall the Rockies being a high run scoring team. Like, he's provided near a third of the runs. Eh. Yeah, the run scored himself. I think he has more than a quarter of the Rockies run scored this year. Um, Let's see. Probably near a third. Rockies, and that's fact check you on that real quick. They have 66 runs scored as of session 17. Okay, so he is just under a fifth of all the Rockies run scored, which is ridiculous for... That's... He's not putting the team on his back necessarily, but he's... The Rockies way further than they should have even gone. Without him this year, I don't think the Rockies. I don't think the Rockies are sniffing the playoffs by session fifteen. Oh yeah, no he's, question. He's got to be the MVP just the, for that. No, 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 no. He's sure the Rockies MVP. That's not hard to argue. But league MVP, I don't think so. So, I guess we spent way too much time on this. Uh, Let's agree to disagree on this one, I guess. I disagree to disagree. I just disagree <laughs> in general. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, final thing. Yeah, let me pull up the right one. Uh, our final lukewarm take uh, is that uh, AJ Preller and the Office of the Commissioner do have hard jobs. And you might not think we will debate this, but you're wrong. We will. So... Go ahead, Milo. Maybe we'll agree. I don't even know. Wait, you're saying that they have a hard job? Yeah, think of all the shit they have to put well, put up with. Well, all the Discord riots, man. Up with stuff. But I mean, like... I The thing is, they put up with stuff behind the scenes, and I know that's tough stuff. But AJ Preller is not, like... I have seen him make, like, six comments in the last, like, year before we had the before they had the baseball or the yeah the sub for baseball like before they had that announcement i or before they even announced that in our discord i don't think i saw anything from him besides like the occasional like let's stop doing something <laughs> yeah for like 3 months so it's it's either incredibly hard and he is constantly spending all of his time on it or it's incredibly easy and he forgets that the MLR exists. And I'm leaning <laughs> toward the latter of those. But I don't know for yeah. sure. No, I I feel so, like a hands-off approach is probably the best way to do it so you don't get sucked into everything. But uh, yeah, for sure. I do love the bot that I think Lane made that just says no every time you type Preller. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? I have yeah, to check that right now. He's... I'm doing it. Anyway. All right, well... That was kind of just an off-topic that we wanted to bash the office of the commissioner quick. So <laughs> We love you, Preller, a little bit. Not that much. <laughs> so we'll agree on that, I guess. 
Uh, so those are our lukewarm takes of the day, which means it's time to introduce our guest speaker. Currently a pitcher for the Giants. He pitched for the Twins before the split. He's an all-around great guy leading the team into the playoffs. Of course, it's Daniel Collins. Dan, how are you today? I'm doing all right, although I wouldn't say I've led any team anywhere but lost. Oh, come on. You came out of, <laughs> I don't know, retirement, quote-unquote retirement from the Twins and led the Giants. Come on. <laughs> anyway. I've, I've pitched better since I was with San Francisco, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, first, let's start with your spiel. Um, I guess, uh, where are you from uh, in real life? You a fan of a, a baseball team in general? I don't know. What do you do um, for a living? Um, I'm a high school student. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm a Yankees fan, though. A big Yankees fan, hence the Trenton Thunder photo, besides the fact that's my uh, team in a dynasty league I'm in. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've been a big Yankees fan for years. My grandparents got me into baseball and they're big Yankees fans and that's where that came from. Nice. Are you from New Yorkish or are you No, I'm in Virginia. Uh oh, I lived okay. in California for a few years. Like I said, I got the Yankees fandom from my grandparents who I was around a lot when we first moved to Virginia because they live here too. Gotcha. He's who's your favorite who's your least favorite Yankee player actually? I wanna know that. Oh, my least favorite Yankee player. Peter or Mariano Rivera, but I want to for favorite, but I want to hear your least favorite. Um, current or all time? Either. Um, current, I'd say probably Gary Sanchez. Um, I loved him when he first came up. He was a sensation then. But as time's gone on, it seems like he doesn't really put in the hustle you need to to be an everyday superstar player, especially behind the backstop. Um, all time, probably Alex Rodriguez. I didn't like him much even before the whole PEDs thing, and that did nothing to improve my opinion of him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right, so talking MLR, I guess, when did you start MLR? I don't remember. Did you start? Um, I, I started, I signed up Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Okay, so that would have been... Early that would have been two. early early season early two, season two. Yeah. between session two and three, and oh, then okay. I signed with the twins officially Boxing Day 2017. Uh, uh, after <laughs> sort of slow playing my free agency, um, it's pretty much an open secret at this point that I knew as soon as Mike contacted me that I was going to sign with the twins. I was just giving um, wit, and at the time it was uh, Reagan's as the Seattle GM chances to really impress me and sway me the free agency i feel like is a big that's a that's an ego stroke you get to see who all like you get to talk to everyone and they get to like pander to you and this is why we want you here but i that's good that's good i enjoyed it it was a lot of fun um, it's it's very different being on the other side of it in the other league um so i guess since you joined um i guess start of the year uh what's been your favorite and i guess least favorite mlr moment um my favorite MLR moment was, hmm, my favorite MLR moment was probably um, the Tim Burr one-hitter. I know I wasn't personally a part of that, but it was just so wonderful to see and see him going into that last out with a no-hitter. And the fact that everyone on the team was so behind him and 
and really cared about. Um, Mike, who was obviously the Twins general manager, had even asked me, you want to go into the game and you just can't do that. Yeah, and you're like, no. I finish up the no-hitter. <laughs> yeah. um, least favorite was probably uh, getting giving up two or three home runs to Biggie Sedaire. I think it was two home runs and a double he hit while I was still in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One last home home run off of Ricky Steele. I, I, I think we both had different opinions on that, but probably <laughs> pretty obvious reasons. Yeah. I know <laughs> I'm talking to two longtime Blue Jays right now, so. Uh, that's, that's good. Ooh, longtime Blue Jays, Milo. Wow. But yeah, he did join at the beginning know. of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, huh. That's, that's interesting. So, you did mention uh, your clubhouse in Minnesota, and then they had switch leagues as well. Um, how do you kind of compare those clubhouses? What are the differences? Like, what's better in San Francisco, Minnesota? What's worse in San Francisco? Um, in San- actually, we've got a couple of, I mean, um, obviously when the split happened, Thomas Nova also came to San Francisco. Um, one of the things I really like is the similarities between the two clubhouses. Um, Hugh Kimbrell has done a wonderful job creating a great group of people the way the twins had. I mean, it's a great group, no, top to bottom. Nova, Park, Byrne. Byrne is incredible. Byrne is one of the best scouts in the league, I think. And and cool. I and he is should be synonymous with Giants right now. Um, Kegs Mabry, even some of the late season additions we made, like Dane Conrad and Bart Masters, have been great pickups. Monster Mash, as much as he gets a rap for being kind of kind of immature at times, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. I really love the clubhouse in San Francisco, and I know I'm declaring for the draft because I'm switching positions, but it, I would... Oh, I would not be remiss to end up back in San Francisco. So you're declaring for the draft and not going to be a pitcher? I guess I missed it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I had said that a couple days ago, I think, maybe. Uh, and I'm actually going to be switching to a shortstop for the next season. Uh, uh, okay. I'm really, really bad at pitching. <laughs> oh, no. You're not. <laughs> uh, but, no, I. it's fun to have the different experience. And as much as I've enjoyed pitching, it's stressful at times. You, you've got to have a good, a good amount of crazy in you to be a pitcher in this league. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm realizing too, Daniel, I think your two worst outings, I was there for both of them because it was against Toronto. Was the, like That was a really rough day. And then the one time you subbed in against, I think it was Colorado. Colorado, yes. And yeah. gave up three that home runs pitch including a zero diff yeah like to start it like i got the number and then i saw the swing like wait that's there's no way that's right yeah Um, it's always weird i've had that happen twice now and it's just so well three times for zero diff but every time i see it it's just the weirdest thing like that's that's not right it that's oh my gosh yeah like you just gotta avoid me and you'll be fine i asked you you started saying about the, the game and I was like, was it a homer? You said it's zero diff. And I was like, I can't even be mad. It, it's <laughs> yeah. memed and got zero diff. I swung one, I pitched 122 and got zero diff. <laughs> like, there's, 
I don't know what you could do there. Like, yeah, is that's just that's either them having incredible scouting on me because I know I'm a pretty scout picture a lot of the times, uh, but I'm working. I've been working on that, and or just the stupidest of luck. And it happens. That was just a rough outing. I, yeah. I just wish I in those situations when I'm thinking, I just feel like I wish I could help. But anyway, um, next topic. So. Beyond the regular season, you're going to the playoffs. Are you, let's see, it's you and Peters down in San Francisco. Um, Wait, are you going to get the start, or what's going on? Um, uh, there are four pitchers in San Francisco right now. I know Conrad's basically our closer. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Peters, is, Peters is definitely our ace. He's the guy we're going to any given day. Um. I think Hugh said I'm going to split start one of the games with um, Masters. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You guys either the, Masters. That's right. Either the, um, either the divisional or championship series. And, like, and as I have jokingly said, but I'm actually serious about it, one of the things I did ask if, when I went to San Francisco was if we played Toronto, that I would get the start against them. So if we see you guys. Oh. Oh, if we let's see you go. guys in the paper cup, I'm coming for blood. <laughs> well, we would want you to start in the paper cup, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that, Graham. He's going to throw like four shutout innings. And we're going to regret our choices, but. Yeah, I know. He's going to throw like the <laughs> first perfect game in the paper cup or something. Like yeah. <laughs> At least we'll have made the paper cup if that happens. So yeah, that's true. nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> hey, um, if, if your offense can pick up. Early in the playoffs, you definitely could make it. I'll have to see. We've only won two of six, so we'll <laughs> see as we enter. But this isn't about us. This is about you, Mr. Collins. So, um, so you mentioned this. I kind of want to bring this up. There is talk, minimal talk, but there is talk about the Yankees possibly being an expansion team if there's enough signups. Would you want to play for that team if um, they were made into a new team? I would. Um, I'd play for pretty much any team. Right now, as as it stands, um, I like almost everyone in the league. They're all great people. Um, I mean, I've dragged a lot of these people here myself from the OOTP server. Um, but I would definitely play for the Yankees if they wanted me. Um, I don't think the Yankees would ever happen. And I think if it did, there would be a very short list of people who would end up being their GMs. Uh, I think if the Yankees were a team, the GM would would have been Robin, who's obviously the GM in Tampa, so that won't happen. Uh, Monster, who could end up being a GM, or or me. I think we're the only people who would have any motivation to make the Yankees a team. Um, this is slightly complete segues. I'm an expert at them. Uh, <laughs> so just asking this, I think we're going to ask this of most of our interviewees, but uh, why do you deserve MVP this year? Or if not, will you be an MVP next year? Um, next year, I'll definitely be in the conversation. But this year, I have one of the highest whip qualified starters in the league. I have one of the highest whips and ERAs of qualified pitchers. I think that's <laughs> a really important statistic to be have really high and be doing well in. <laughs> yeah. But you will be next year. 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. You're getting a new team. Oh, you're not going to be a pitcher next year, though. You're going to yeah, go no, like. 
Seven fifty is a shortstop, and that's the hope. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I've got I've got a whip above two right now. Oof. I mean, there aren't a lot of pitchers with with higher whips than that. I think that should really put me in the conversation. I mean, that makes you an impressive pitcher. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like you're, you're Dude, swing on both sides is something to be proud of, whether it's good or not. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's important. Yeah. <laughs> I I also oh. have given up me I've given up a lot of home runs. I really wonder what my home runs per nine is because. Really, you think it's more than I've given up? I've given up eleven home runs in twenty-seven innings, so that's almost a four, a four home runs per nine. You given how many of eleven? I've given 20? up eleven in twenty-seven innings. Yeah, that's. This is given sixteen and twice the innings I have. Yeah, I mean that's fair, but I think I think there's a lot of recency bias in that too. Like when you, I can't think of a bad like your bad games were us and the Colorado relief appearance, and I can't think of a terrible outing outside of that. I feel like those two were the big ones. I gave up a like couple early to San Diego, but I really calmed it down after a first inning. I gave up, like, I want to say five hits, five singles and an earned run in the first and then got out of it. Just but, yeah, I mean, besides, honestly, for all those people I have a winning record as a pitcher. I'm three and two this year. Oh, see, there you go. That's all you need. Winning record. Yeah, the Cy Young doesn't care about your stats. They care about your win-loss record. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't win it, even though I should. That's a separate <laughs> thing, sir. Oh, for everyone sitting at home, the home run per nine is 2.4-ish home runs per six. The league? No, for uh, Saber. I didn't. I don't have time. Oh, yeah, I, for, I forgot we do home runs per six. I, I keep forgetting that that's, that's how we do math. <laughs> it's pretty easy. At 27 innings pitch, it's probably yeah. easier to just go straight for that. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so... <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to bring up? Otherwise, I think we're good. We just have one final question. Um, not off the top of my head. I want to say welcome to all the new people who signed up thanks to the sticky. And um, I'm looking forward to getting into the playoffs. We'll be looking forward to seeing you there too, Daniel. Uh, so one final question. I guess Graham was about to ask this, but I just stole all his thunder. Um, who amongst the Graham brothers is the better brother? Mm. That's a good question. I'm going to come up with a completely biased way to think of it. <laughs> Quick. Um, I'm going to go with Graham. Because, oh, roasted. Because Milo <sighs> went over against me. <laughs> oh, that's true. I oh. And, and that that's... was the end of a hitless streak of like 10 at-bats for me. Oh. And that's it's not a thing you want to do. <laughs> don't want to go over in general, but especially not against me. I was the only person on the Blue Jays roster to not get a hit that game, or against you. I got yeah. one later, but yeah, you got one off of Steele, but Graham, it looks like took got two doubles off of me. Oh yes, that was my two double game. <laughs> and and it looks like I struck you out twice, Milo. Oof. That's fair, Dang. but yeah, that that was in the middle. Don't feel bad about getting giving doubles up to Graham because that was in the middle of like nine games in a row. Or had one, I think. 
Wow, right? that's so, that's Peter great. Rowan. Yeah, that's that's well, anyway. Thanks, thanks, Dan, for coming on. Uh, it's been fun. Hey, thanks for Thank having you. me. Yeah, no problem. So, with that, um, since uh, Danny Collins, the great Danny Collins, chose that I'm the better Graham's brother, um, I will get to present my stat of the day first. So, that being said, um, here's my stat of the day. Uh, how this works, like, it's just going to be us two, and we'll bring up his dad and talk about it for a couple minutes. Um, and so here we go. My stat of the day is that Superbone Three Finger is absolutely dominant and is a cyborg. I know we've all seen the, um, like the five hundred one D or whatever about it, um, but I'm just going to rehash it again because it needs mentioning. Like, a hundred innings is impressive, and back history behind all this i know i left a reddit comment i don't think anyone saw it so i'm gonna say it again until people notice me um so cell shark if for all the new people um started way back session one season one um and pitched through about session 13 or 14 of this season and basically pitched just about every game for oakland um that was their only pitcher besides maybe one or two sessions so he had like this monster number of pitches, I think like 398 total overall is what I checked. Um, and then he retired earlier this year. Superbone started season two, session one. He was a new recruit um, for this season. And he's been just about the same in Texas where he's pitched every game. Um, just continuous. He's been their solid starter, their rock. And after session 17, he had 396 pitches. So he needed two to tie Cell Shark for all-time career pitches. And um, what he did, he started the game with an intent, in quote-unquote intentional walk. He got auto-walked. Um, so a guy on first, his 397th pitch was, let's see if I can find it here, um, was another walk. So 32 pitch of a walk. His 398th pitch to tie Cell Shark was 988 the swing was 489 gets a triple play to tie cell shark for the all-time career like pitch total which is insane um then you know of course since then he's pitched 399 was uh he pitched 402 which is actually pretty close to his pitch count but and then his 400th pitch was 309 so he is Reached 400 total pitches lifetime, which is absolutely impressive, especially in only one season. So that's my stat of the day. Just a cool little event. But anyway, Milo, go ahead. All right. So my stat of the day, I was doing this research uh, when this podcast comes out, which is when you are listening to it. Um, it's going to be after session 18, I believe. So these stats, I both believe, are no longer true. And it makes me sad. But... I want to bring up some important people um, and I want to bring them up because I was part of this list until the end of session 12. And these two people are fly spaceman of the Philadelphia Phillies and Kenneth Moore of the Detroit Tigers. I want to bring them up because they're both batting. Well, spaceman is batting 375 with 786 slugging. Kenneth Moore is batting 409 with 789 slugging doing great for Detroit. Might be someone they want to keep this next off season. Um, but the reason I want to bring them up, is because 
that's not their batting averages. That's their on-base percentage, which is below their batting average for this season. That's right. Kenneth Spaceman of the Philadelphia Phillies has a he has a 393 batting average and a 375 on base percentage because he has two sacrifice flies on the year and only one walk. So he has actually gotten on base less than the batting average that he has. Same in Detroit. Um, Kenneth Moore has a 409 on base percentage, but has gotten on base uh, or has has a batting average of 421. So big shout outs to those guys for making that list. I think at the end of next year, I'm going to go through the same list again when the end of session 18, but Congratulations, guys, although I know I'm fairly certain both these guys had a walk this session, so it moved them up to equal. It's still a pretty big accomplishment. So nice job, everyone. Wow, that's actually pretty crazy. I honestly didn't even think about it. I know you had it last year. I know you brought that up to me, but wow. Hmm. All right, with that, that'll wrap up our Stats of the Day section, and that brings us close to the end of the episode. But uh, before we leave, as promised, we have the Blue Jays media manager on the phone uh, who will give us his media manager minute. So before we begin, warning for all of you kids out there, uh, this is a minute for him to say whatever he wants uh, without restriction, without any script. Um, it can be explicit. So that being said, uh, Burnman, are you there? Yep, I'm here, and you know it's going to be explicit. <laughs> That's making me weary, media manager, but you've got one minute and the clock starts now. All right, guys, again, thanks for giving me this segment. Uh, we'll have to say that it does need to be called a manger minute, the media manger minute. Uh, turns out that we are not allowed to be called media managers. We have to be called media mangers. That is MLR's way of not giving all of the media people in this league health care. Fun fact, thanks to being the only real Canadian team, Canada's healthcare system takes care of me, but a lot of, uh, want to shine a light on the issue that none of the media managers in the States have healthcare. This is all just a complete corporate scam because they say they don't need healthcare for non-essential personnel. Now, you might be thinking, well, how else am I going to find out about my good team? I'm going to read the good articles put out by Ryo and, um, some of the other reporters that are probably good. Um, well, you can't because if they get sick, they're not going to be able to report on their team. It's kind of just like you just sit on there and it's, it's shitting on the importance of the media, really. And I want to highlight especially uh, one of the media managers that I know. Sorry, mangers, excuse me, corporate MLR. Uh, Jimmy John has been managing the Twitter account for the Pirates. He's had leprosy for months and he has no health care, no ability to come out and get that treated. He's missing a fucking leg, and because of missing the leg, he has to go to being the GM. Otherwise, he, he can't play anymore. He can't use his Twitter account because if he uses it too much, he's going to lose his thumbs too. So this is, it's unbelievable, the cost-cutting measures that MLR has rolled out to try and make it so that they can just nickel and dime all of their employees, all for the sake of what? Just to line the pockets of Preller? Look into it. Berman, we'll cut you off there. Thanks for uh, <laughs> your rant, I guess. Uh, we apologize for the whole manager thing, and I guess we'll rename the segment Media Manger Minute from now on. All right, well, that'll do it for the night. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to any of the new fake baseball recruits. Uh, good luck with your new teams in the draft. And a shout-out to Jaybird for completely under 
complete conspiracy and it being true, taking the first paper cup. And again, thanks to Daniel Collins for coming on our show today. All right. Yeah. Thanks to all you listeners out there. It means a lot to us. Uh, be sure to tune in, tune in next time. We'll talk about some of your favorite teams like the Orioles and the Yankees. That, that should be fun. And uh, we'll have yet another guest on the show. So remember, everyone, uh, using an RNG does make you a loser. Using an alt makes you two lasers. I'm Milo. And I'm Graham. And this has been your Graham Cracker. This has been the Graham Cracker Pod. Uh, have a great rest of your day, everyone.